You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 262. I almost just said 265, and I want to preface this is 262 of Teach Better Talk podcast. My name is Ray Hewart. I'm here with Jeff Gargas. And gentlemen, ladies, it's been a night. It's been a night. Hi, Jeff. Hi. I think it's been a night where we realized that 262 episodes is probably enough. I think we should probably call it quits at this point. I agree with that. This guest was so good that I would be willing to say, okay, great, this this is the last episode. But on the flip side, I could also say, oh my gosh, it took 262 episodes to get to her. Then could you imagine another 262 episodes? Like, oi, oi. I can't, no. Me neither. Way too many. Like, it's got to end sometime. Um, I don't know when. I I was thinking about, we have a lot of members of our Teach Better family who have been asking if the daily drop-in will ever come back, which who knows if that's ever going to come back. But when they ask, that was a, those were podcast episodes. So mm. that daily drop-in would need its own podcast, and it would have like 365 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be if we did it seven days a week, huh? Yeah, you're right. It was only five days a week. So, so I not, guess it, not quite. Whatever, not that, whatever that math adds up to is what it would need to be. A lot. Does anyone know how many days are in a year if you take out the weekends? Is that a dumb question? I don't know that. Theoretically, it'd be five times 52. Okay, let's move on from that. Anyway. <laughs> Matt, Hi, everyone. Happy, happy, happy Monday. Um, when we're recording this, it's before the 12-hour live. However, we are only imagining ourselves what the Monday light, Monday after the 12-hour live must be like. And I just want you guys, while you're enjoying this episode of, with our incredible guests that we'll get to in a second, Jeff and I are probably still in our PJs <laughs> struggling after the 12-hour oh, yeah, live experience. Yes. You know, well, here's the crazy thing about the 12-hour I know we're going to talk about something that we're going to announce on 12-hour live, but like some of the 12-hour live is like, I'm only live for like three and a half hours this time. Well, yeah. Which I realize is still to... like a decent amount of time, but like the first 12-hour live, remember back in was June of 2000. 20. 20 we you and i were both on for i think it was like 11 or 11 and a half of the, i think we were both neither one of us was off the ca- camera for more than 30 minutes um yeah. and i still to this day like I've, I've went back watched the footage i've dug into it i've talked to my wife i've talked to our team members i can't figure out whether either one of us used the restroom or ate anything all day long <laughs> that's beside the point the point is i actually think on this this uh, this monday two days after this 12-hour live i'm probably not that tired i'm probably feeling pretty good at this point because we've got an amazing team that carried half the weight or more than i do want to i do want to give a special shout out Same. the monday after our 12-hour live event where we were live for 12 hours on facebook youtube twitter and twitch doing 12 hours of live professional development shout out to our team and especially yes. team lead katie miglin who this was her first 12-hour live. She did all the organizing, all the communication. She's fabulous. However, if you're listening right now and you're like, man, 12-hour live really didn't go well at all, (laughs) then get rid of the shout-outs. Or just blame Katie Miglin. Or just blame Katie. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that too. Hopefully it went well. Let's pretend that it went well enough. 
Um, one thing that we are announcing on Saturday that will have been announced by the time you are listening to this podcast episode is something fairly big, kind of a big deal for us because it's a big change to something that has been like a staple of ours for a long time. That's been around for four years. Well, I was going to say, Jeff, let's, let's play a game real quick. What is the teach better team known for? When I say teach better team, what's the first two things you think of? Of course, the first thing is probably the grid method. Okay, cool. That's, that's not changing. Mm-hmm. What are some other things you might think of? Maybe some people specifically you might be like, oh, teach better team. I'm thinking Jeff Gargis, Chad Oshrowski, Dave Schmidto, right? There's people you might think of. Mm-hmm. But then I think the easiest, most common next go-to is the big announcement that, you know. It's Master Chat. It's Master Our Chat. Our Thursday night Twitter chats. Been mm-hmm. going on for, for is it, it's four years now, isn't it's it? It's got to be at least four years because it was it right up, when I joined the team. Yeah, it's right about four years, I think. Yeah. Um, and we and here's my favorite part about like we have literally never missed a Thursday. We have never. We it have doesn't done matter. those chats on the Fourth of July, on Christmas, Christmas Eve, on Christmas, Thanksgiving. on Thanksgiving, <laughs> um, on New Year's. I don't think we ever had a New Year's Eve on a Thursday, but we did have a New Year's. No, we absolutely did have. Was a it New a New Year's Eve? Eve? Did we have yes. a New Year's Eve? Okay. Um, like most of the major holidays we've had, I, like, you know, well, but because we've never missed the, it. And that was an important thing too. Like that we, it was very it was a, important, it was a very important we, for us to be consistent. We acknowledge not only consistency is important, but also everybody celebrates different things. And we always wanted to create yes. a space where people could talk shop. So yep. not everybody celebrates all the holidays you just listed. And we wanted yep. to make sure that we had the family get together. Cause that's really what it is, right? Yeah, we really head over is. to Twitter. We have a conversation, and then I love really early on we started incorporating then the live conversation yeah. that was incorporated, whether it be during or after. We've tried it yeah. a few different ways, but um, so anyone really listening right now who maybe didn't see the twelve hour live, no, we are not ending the Twitter chat. Like nope. it's not we're not we're still going to be there every Thursday. Yeah, but we are making some changes. So big changes. The big change is that we are actually shifting from hashtag mastery chat to hashtag teach better. Whoa. Um, which Whoa. is a big shift. We, st- you know, master chat was because at the start of everything, well, one teach better wasn't a thing. It was the grid method was all we were. It but was. it was all around, and we didn't want to do just the grid method thing because it wasn't just about that. It was about mastery learning. We talk about a whole lot more than that now, but even more so from there, like you know, it was we wanted to keep it separate from the brand because we wanted just to be its own community. But we feel like you know our brand is known for the family and we want people to feel that family love. And so it just, it just kind of all made sense for us to, to, to bring it together and change it up a little bit. What else has changed with the chat? So we're changing the hashtag. Hashtag's a big one. So we're going to be using both hashtags for a while, guys. Yes. If you are listening to this, even after the fact, even if you're a few weeks behind in these episodes, yep. we're taking a slow transition. We don't want to lose any family members because of a new hashtag. We're going to make sure that everybody stays up to date. So hashtag mastery chat will slowly turn into hashtag teach better. It will still be happening on Thursdays at eight o'clock Eastern. We will still be having a new guest host every single week, bringing up new topics in education to support our learners better than ever, to support teachers better than ever. Um, I'm glad that like all the core pillars of this chat will continue Additionally, we really wanted to make sure that we were able to not only have an intentional conversation, but we really have enjoyed hearing from our community. Our community not only loves the chat, but they really do love seeing the host and seeing the team live after the conversation to kind of dive deeper and really get to know the host on a personal level. So the chat will be shifting from an hour long chat to a half an hour chat. 
And then we'll have a half an hour recap afterwards. So I know a lot of you have been committing for a long time, like four years. You've been committing to an hour long Twitter chat and then a half half an hour recap. So we'll be shifting that slightly. We'll be doing a half an hour chat with a half an hour recap so you can fit all this in in an hour. And you can still get the value of creating good dialogue, having deep conversation, and then also participating in the live after as well. Now, I will say, Jeff, we're not going to get into anything else. There are some new things coming that the team is really excited about, like new surprises. We're trying to re-envision, re-imagine what a Twitter chat looks like. But for right now, those details, I think, are enough. Everybody will slowly kind of like change their mindset a bit. They'll be still committing an hour, but, you know, it'll be a really great little shift and we'll get started. Yeah. So that's exciting. So like what I said, like next the, for quite a few chats now, we'll be using both hashtags. Um, yeah. And then on May 20th, you'll see the official switch over of the format, but we'll continue using both hashtags to make sure that no one, like you said, no family member gets left behind or confused on a, on a Thursday when no one's around the one hashtag. So we're going to keep that going for a while. So it's exciting. Hey, this is fun. You know, um, we, it's, it's kind of cool to like revamp something that's been around for so long. That's a, there's a fun part of that. I don't know. I'm excited. Oh, about Absolutely. I feel like really, I mean, I'm joking, like kind of, but it kind of got a facelift. Like Mastery Chat was something that we didn't touch. It it just worked and we didn't really want to mess with it because our community just kept telling us that they loved it and we wanted to keep it. And so really, it's not because we saw a problem with Mastery Chat. We just wanted to bring it up to the times, give it a little bit of facelift. Shout out to Joshua Stamper. He has a beautiful new logo that was just released for Teach Better Chat. I can't wait for all of you guys to see it. And like I said, it really, everything looks the same. It'll just be a little bit of facelift. I like yep. it. I love it. Awesome. So that's that. So that's exciting. So if you already heard it on the 12-hour live, you already heard it. But now you heard it here too. So if you missed it, you got the info. It's um, official. Yes, it's official. And this episode is officially awesome. See how I did that? You like that transition? Uh, this you know was, what? I, actually, I like the transition only because at least your statement was true, even though it was like a bad dad that's, transition. That's very true. Um, yeah, this episode was 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 phenomenal. So Dr. Sharon Porter is, she's an educator. She's an author. She's a publisher. She's an entrepreneur. She's a host. She's, she's the president of uh, SHP Enterprises, um, which is Perfect Time uh, SHP. She does coaching consulting. What do they do? Book publishing um, all through there, broadcasting. Um, she's also, we don't, and we didn't even get into this in the, the conversation, but she's the, the executive director and founder of the Next in Line to Lead Aspiring Principal Leadership Academy. Um, there she does, you know, she trains and mentors and, and coaches assistant principals across the United States who want to uh, get up into the principal assist, uh, role too. Uh, she's also an elementary principal and a, a 30-year veteran, just passionate, passionate educator uh, and around all that, she's also just a lot of fun. She's super nice. She's so cool to talk to uh, and just so much knowledge. This was a super cool episode. Really happy to have her on. Ray, I know you've been on her show. Um, so you've now, like you you talked about in the episode, you like, you have to flip the mic on her. Give us the quick, like, what was that like? And then we'll get into this. No, I loved this episode. And I truly believe, and I know I say this all the time, guys, but if I could mean it more than ever, I mean it now. <laughs> She's somebody you have to connect with. In my mind, she's an incredible human being. She's mm-hmm. making incredible waves in education. And she is a genius. I mean, it's ridiculous that she is not 
so, like in my bubble in terms of like, I can't believe we don't text every day. Like I'm, I'm now trying to get her to be my best friend. It's no big deal. <laughs> and I cannot wait to continue to learn. But her show was an incredible experience. I hope you guys all go tune in. There's so much content out there. So choose to be a learner and definitely choose to be a learner with her. I love it. Turn it up. Get ready to listen. You might even want to take some notes in this one. This is a powerful yeah. episode. Episode 262 with Dr. Sharon Porter. All right, Teach Better Talk podcast listeners. I know that you're listening to an awesome episode, but I just have to say, I have no stinking idea how you stay up to date with everything going on with the Teach Better team. It seems like every week we're announcing a huge big thing that's going on, and I don't want you to miss any of this. So here's something I really thought our listeners would like. Starting in April, we are beginning a Focus on the Focus live series with Dr. Dave Schmidow and Caitlin Giordano. This is going to be a weekly series dedicated to talking grading practices. We're going to talk about what grades are, how to measure them, how you can jump through zeros and deadlines. We're going to discuss formative and summative assessments, and we're going to be doing a Q&A like crazy. So I want you to mark your calendars right now, super quick in the middle of this episode, for April 7th at 7 o'clock Eastern, and then every single week from there all the way through May 12th that you are going to be tuning in either on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch to the Focus on the Focus live series with Dave and Caitlin. All right, let's get back to this episode. All right, we are here and we are chatting with Dr. Sharon Porter. And oh, Sharon, it's so awesome to have you on the podcast. We connected a long while ago. I don't remember when that was. I know Ray's been on your show. You've had a busy night tonight with everything that you got going on. And we're so excited that you are able to take some time and hang out with us tonight. We're super excited to get into your story and and share more about you out with all the people that, that are listening. Before we dive too much into all of that, how are you feeling tonight? I am absolutely great. And I'm so excited to be a part of this show tonight. Oh, we're going to have such a good time. I was so excited when I saw you on our recording list tonight. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so fun to be featured on your show. I even told you right as you popped on, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to flip the mic on you. I cannot wait. You know, before we get into all that fun, I'm sure our listeners are familiar with you because I, I don't know how you could not be. However, if they haven't tuned into all of your shows, all the work you do, everything in between, would you mind kind of answering that age old question of, hey, Sharon, what do you do? Absolutely. So first of all, I love and lead children and school. And so it is so exciting to be an elementary school principal, um, probably the best job on the planet. <laughs> so I lead an elementary school in Maryland. Um, but in addition to being an educator, I'm also an author um, and also a publisher, as well as a host, as you mentioned, of several um, podcasts and several shows. But my main gig is being an educator. Mm, I love that. I love that that, that come, always comes back to your main gig of being an educator. <laughs> but I'm going to take us into the, all, the direction of all the other stuff because that gets me really curious. So you have a lot going on. You, you do uh, a, a, several different shows, several different books, uh, publishing all these different things. How did you how did you get into that? What part came first? And then did that thing lead to everything else? Like was it books first? Was it the, the shows first? What was it that that happened first and kind of like, how, how did you get into that aspect of everything? That is an absolutely great question. So yes, the books were first. Becoming an author sparked everything in me. <laughs> it sparked <laughs> everything in me. So I, you know, I started out in network marketing. Um, I, I've been a 
in education for close to 30 years. And so, as you know, most educators, we always have our hands in something else, right? And so network marketing was my something else. Um, I was asked to be in a collaboration project to talk about my experience as a network marketer. And so as I did that, I fell in love with writing books, not just writing, but writing books, because I always was a writer. I journaled. I have, you know, those 50 million journals that you have in your house. That's me. (laughs) That is me. So I've always loved writing, never thought about publishing until I was asked to be a part of that collaboration. And so when I did, I just fell in love with it. From there became entrepreneurship. Believe it or not, I was actually vending through a network marketing and happened upon a women's empowerment conference. And I was so amazed to see all of the amazing women that owned their own business. And I vowed that day that I would come back to that conference the following year, but as an entrepreneur. And that's what I did. So that's how it went. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, you have several different shows. Can you tell us a little bit about the shows that you do? Because I know you just came from doing one or two or six. Um, can you can you give us the rundown of the of the shows that, that you do have going on and, and where we can find them? Yes, absolutely. And so it started out as the I Am Dr. Sharon Show. And I always have to tell this story um, because of the name. I said, I don't trip off that I, I earned my doctorate. I'm proud of that. But um, I had to do it twice. And I'll talk about that a little later. But as an affirmation for me during my second round through my doctoral program, that's exactly what I said to myself every day. I am Dr. Sharon. I am Dr. Sharon as an affirmation. So when it was time to get a show, I, of course, named it the I am Dr. Sharon show. So that's where it all started for me, the I am Dr. Sharon show. And so I featured educators, authors and entrepreneurs, everything that I am. And so what happened once I went into the studio, because I started out on Facebook Live, but once I transitioned into an actual studio, I have a show every Sunday morning from 10 to 11. And so I decided to segment the show out. And so now I add pop politics to that. So the first Sunday, I talked to elected officials and those who are running for office on Let's Talk Politics. On the second Sunday, it's my author Sunday, the book talk show. On the third Sunday, it's my entrepreneur show, It's All Business. And on the fourth Sunday, it's my education show, Education First. But in addition to me hosting those shows, I also produce other shows. And so tonight, The Right, Left, and Respect was one of the shows that I produced. And so I'm just really excited about this whole media uh, opportunity that I'm infusing with my education. Oh, I love it. You have so much going on. It gets me so excited. Uh, it's so cool. And you have so, there's so much and you're doing such good work. So I love it. And, and so I, this gets me just, all of that gets me just more excited about this question, which is always my, my favorite, which is when we tell a story about a time that we've had a failure and how we overcome it. So I'm interested to hear where, where you pull from for this, but can you share a story with us about a time that you've, you've had a failure or something you've had to overcome uh, and kind of take us there with you? What happened? How did you overcome that? And then what'd you take away from that experience? Absolutely. Because, you know, first of all, we know that failure is a part of success. And so I take it back to my doctoral program, which I was was alluding to earlier. I actually, 2006, I started on my doctoral degree and I actually 
finished in 2012 without a doctoral degree. So, you know, 2008, and for those of you who have been through that process, the first part normally is getting through the coursework, right? Then that last year is really focused on your dissertation. So 2006 to 2008 was my coursework. I banged it out, y'all. I banged it out, right? All the courses done, everything. And then October 2nd, 2008, my father passed. And that took me down. It took me all the way down. And for three years after that, I could absolutely do nothing. I was not motivated. Um, I actually relocated back to North Carolina from Maryland. And I did nothing but collect debt for student loans for my doctoral program. And so in 2012, I received the message, email message from my advisor. And they basically said, time is up. <laughs> time is up. What are you going to do? Are you going to finish the dissertation or you have enough credits to earn your educational specialist degree? And so I thought about it and I still did not have the will. And I just took the credits that I had earned and, and uh, earned an education specialist degree. When I tell you I felt defeated, you would think I would be excited, right? I earned another degree, but I was going for that doctoral degree and I didn't get it. I felt that I had failed myself. I had had a goal and I didn't reach it. So what happened? I took the educational specialist degree. I came back to Maryland and lo and behold, probably a year after I came back, I received an email that my school district was sponsoring a 50% scholarship to principals who were wanted to get their doctoral degree. I couldn't believe it. I was like, could this be my second do over? And I applied and got the scholarship attended Howard University for three years with 50% of that paid for and finally earned my degree. Mm. And so what I learned from that is that first of all, you have to make sure that you have a plan in place for the downfall because things are going to happen, right? Things are going to happen. And so I, in the first time, I didn't have a plan in place. I was lost, totally lost devastated after my father's death. And so I just learned that you have to put people around you that's going to help boost you so that you can have that plan to see things through. That was the lesson for me out of that. And so, you know, that's why I said before that affirmation, I was determined to finish and, and get that degree, which I did. Mm, that was like, I know a failure story, but really a success story. I mean, holy cow, <laughs> that is perseverance to its definition. I mean, oh, I love that. I am so glad that you were able to come out with such a big win and holy moly, so much accomplished. You know, I, when it comes to all the work you're doing, because it, it really just seems like you're the busiest person on the planet, which people tell me that all the time. I was like, guys, don't be silly. I had a half an hour break today. I definitely am not that busy. And then I look at you and I'm like, oh, but she's busy. Oh my gosh. She's busy. And so with everything you're doing and with, you know, with all the, all the bits and pieces, what's really keeping you excited right now about education? I like to think of this as like, what's, what's really fueling your fire in what you're doing? You know, and I have to say this because on April the 8th, 
my students walked through the doors of my school from over a year ago. Mm. When I tell you I was so excited, even though it's only about 30%, we only had 30% return, the rest remained remote, but just to have life back into the building, right? Um, because everyone was uh, remote. Our teachers were remote. I would go in every now and then, but the building, of course, was not the same, Ray. And so the building has life again. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize how excited I would be to see those little bodies walk through the door. So right now, today, that is what's exciting me, keeping them safe so that they can continue to come through the end of the year. Truly. Well, and that makes a ton of sense. I mean, I feel like for this question, a lot of people have a project they're working on or a topic they're exciting to explore or, you know, a passion that they have. And I think the truth is, especially in 2021, a lot of our excitement is because we get to get back to what we love, right? Because <laughs> yes. it's been so long. Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So good. <laughs> So I know that you share a ton of advice. I mean, whether it be on your show or anything in between, like you are always someone eager to support, eager to amplify, eager to share, and eager to ensure that your audience, you know, gets what they need for their day and whatever, you know, they're looking for. So can you identify one piece of advice that you want to give to our listeners, our teachers? Yes, absolutely. And this again is really from this whole year. Be the teacher that gives grace. And, you know, and I say that because this whole year has taught me that everyone needs to extend a little grace to each other. And so I say this to my teachers um, for their students. And I say this for even the uh, school leaders that I work with. You have to give grace. And so for teachers, what does that look like and what does that mean? OK, so that means a child did not turn in their assignment exactly when they needed to or when the assignment was due. Give a little grace, right? We are going through so much. So my advice to teachers is really look beyond all of the due dates, all of all of the things that you have aligned for them and look at the whole student, right? Look at that. That social emotional piece is crucial. Find out how your students are doing and give a little grace. Extend that grace to your students so that someone can extend the grace to you. So that's truly my advice to teachers. Wow, that's powerful advice. I love right at the end you said that extend that a little bit of grace to someone so that someone can extend it to you. That is that's powerful. Uh, and just to be thinking, I think great. We've talked a lot about grace this year. We talked a lot about it really at the beginning of the year, but like that's still there. Like we have to continue to do that. So I love that. Uh, I want to get into our six questions. That I'm going to throw at you really quick. But before we do that, because you are so amazing, we're actually going to give uh, you listening a chance to win not one, but potentially two different books that are out that, that we have up for grabs here. So, um, Sharon, can you share these two books? Just give us like the quick, maybe 30, 60 second rundown of each book. And then we're going to show uh, share how uh, they can uh, tweet out and potentially win a copy. Absolutely. The first one is The Women Who Lead, featuring school principals, the second edition. I have nine amazing sitting principals who share their journey and leadership, share their struggles, their successes, their achievements, and a little advice. And so they share their journey uh, in education, how they got to where they are now. I love this book because it's real time and it shares 
sitting principals all over this country. Next in line to lead is my book for assistant principals who are aspiring to the principalship. And it's really also great for teacher leaders who aspire to assistant principal. This, they share their work and how they are aspiring to the next level. What things are they doing in their school to get to the next level? So that's next in line to lead, the voice of the assistant principal and women who lead featuring school principals. Oh, I love it. All right. So here's, here's what we're doing. If you're listening right now and you would like to grab a copy of either one of those books, you just need to go over on Twitter and throw out a tweet. Make sure you tag us at Teach Better Team, hashtag Teach Better and or Teach Better Talk. And then Sharon, can you give us your handle really quick so sure. I don't mess it up? Absolutely. I am Dr. Sharon. I am Dr. Sharon. <laughs> so make sure you tag uh, Dr. Sharon as well. And just we're going to make it simple. Just share out what does leadership mean to you? What does it mean to lead? And then we'll grab two. That'll get a copy of, uh, we'll give, we'll, we'll grab two people. So one, one copy, we'll just pick them randomly and, and get those out. So that is awesome. Really appreciate you doing that. Um, just really appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Um, so now I'm going to throw these next six questions at you and your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. Are you ready oh. to go? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good, I like that. that gets, oh, wow. Yes, that's good. I'm good. All right. This is going to be fun. All right. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Hapara. Okay. I'm going to make you tell me about that because I've never heard of that. So Hapara is you actually get to see what students are working on, something that we learned about during this remote space. So it's an app that you can actually see the students working. You can see where they are um, online and everything. So you can direct them or redirect them if necessary. Oh, gotcha. Hapara. Okay. And just be clear that does not count against your time. I, I derailed us there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> give us a book that you're reading right now. Oh my goodness. I love who, not how. Oh my God. The formula to achieve bigger goals through accelerating teamwork. And that's by Dan Sullivan with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Oh, I love it. Uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? <sighs> Ed Tech Teacher, I love. Um, actually, PBS Teachers and We Are Teachers. I love those because they give so many free resources. Uh, what's a good YouTube channel, website, or podcast for educators to check up? Tech it up with Dr. Mac. And give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Um, I would say check and respond to emails and reflect on the day's lessons. That's my daily plan. You want to give us a weekly and monthly? Absolutely. Plan <laughs> for the week. <laughs> oh, yeah. And monthly, I'm going to say great audit. Student learning versus student doing. Make sure that your grades reflect what students are learning and not what they're doing. Oh, I like that a lot. All right. And finally, let's wrap it up with best piece of advice you've ever received. Find a mentor or a coach. Ooh, I like it. Wow, Ray, she nailed it. I know. Find a mentor or a coach. Like, how simple, but how valuable. Like, oh my goodness. It changes people's lives. It does. No matter what level you're on, a mentor or a coach will change your life. Oh, so powerful. Mm. I think that's Teach Better Talk trophy worthy. I'm just saying. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Okay, Sharon, here's how this works. So Jeff has a Teach Better Talk trophy that he's going to mail you. I want you to know that the box is enormous. It's going to show up on your doorstep and it's going to be full of peanuts and all the things that, you know, come in a package. And if it doesn't show up, 
then you need to blame Mr. Jeffrey Gargas because that is something that that we are going to send your way like to everyone else who's earned that trophy. Uh, oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. All right. So I'm pretty sure I've always just let this slide, but let's be clear here. <laughs> there is no trophy. She just set it up so that you're disappointed in me. Wait, there's no it's trophy? Been, it's been 262 episodes and I'm finally standing up for myself, Ray. I'm just, Sharon, <laughs> can you believe there's no trophy? Uh, oh, man. Ray thought I was sending trophies the whole time. Ah, oh, jeez. If I had a trophy, Sharon, you totally would have got it. Just say I love it. Okay. I'll, I'll think, take that. I think Teach Better Talk listeners, if you are listening right now and, you know, essentially Jeff has spoiled Christmas for you, <laughs> I think that we should sign a petition and there should be a Teach Better Talk trophy. And I think that Jeff should be required to go back 262 episodes and figure out who's earned that trophy and send that on over. I love it. That's what I think. It's good. <sighs> I love it. Sorry, Jeff. Anyway, well, Sharon, in addition to (laughs) what I hope you signing the Teach Better Talk Trophy petition, I also want to make sure (laughs) that our listeners can stay connected to you. So would you mind sharing your contact information? Absolutely. My uh, social media contact is I am Dr. Sharon across all social media platforms. And that's on Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Um, also, I am Sharon Hargrove Porter on LinkedIn, which I would love for you to collect, connect with me there. And my website is drsharonhporter.com. And you can find all the links and all the resources and everything we mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as the really important links for connecting with Dr. Sharon and keeping this conversation going. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate that as well. Let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and just share this podcast with them. Oh, Sharon, this was so much fun. I'm so happy that you were able to come on and hang out with us and and just share your awesomeness with with us and with your listeners. Um, So fortunate to be connected. Truly, truly appreciate you and all the work that you do and your team. Uh, and everything you do every day in your in your school with your teachers and your and your little ones, uh, just really really appreciate you. Thanks for taking some time and hanging out with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. And until next time, let's get out there. Let's teach better. Mm-hmm.